Welcome to the Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Zoomcast, reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest running senior-led podcast with our 70 historian. Is it our 77th episode today? 77. And today we're doing something special. We are going to be having a Put Your Voice Forward activity during uh, October and November. Uh, We're following up with some of the requests that podcasters have had to learn particular skills. And I'm Charlotte Farrell, your host. I always forget to introduce myself. (laughs) Uh, I am going to today, we're going to be having Robin Erickson, a dynamo, who's the coordinating chair, coordinator of programming at CJSF Radio. Our podcast this month, we have shared to the radio station most Fridays and any seniors, people over 55 who are in the audience of the radio station today and are interested in getting involved with our podcast program. It doesn't cost any money. You could send a email to pbaafc at gmail.com. That's powered by age because we're working. Our goal is to create an age-friendly city. And so we welcome you to join. So today, we're going to do something slightly different in uh, introducing ourselves. (laughs) You're going to think about an animal and the sound of an animal that represents how your week has been so far. And so you can make your sound and then say your name and just um, what you like about making your voice, putting your voice, (laughs) putting your best voice forward, which is the workshop we're gonna be doing today with Robin. So I'll start with Leslie. So I've been very laid back this week. And uh, basically, you know, cats are very independent creatures. So I've been sort of alone at home, resting my eyes after my uh, cataract operation. Oh, thank you. Uh, Neil? Uh, I I don't want to be a copycat, but uh, (laughs) I was with a friend yesterday, and he has a cat that can't speak, can't meow. He opens his mouth and nothing comes out, but but he can communicate because he can purr like crazy. So I love that cat. Even though he can't speak, he let he let me know he he was enjoying being loved. Well, that's a great sound, Nancy. I thought of Tony the Tiger. It's been great. (laughs) Didn't he do like cornflakes or something? (laughs) He's like a cereal guy, a cereal tiger, like for cereal. 
frosted yeah. flakes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Even better. I like frosted. We have the sugar on it. Frosted flakes. It's been great. <laughs> uh, Chris? That's funny because I was going to do the same, but for a very different reason. So, (laughs) 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 because of the ups and downs and the and the not sometimes challenging situations that I find myself in. Uh, My name's Chris Morrissey. (laughs) All right, welcome, Uh, Delsa. Oh my God! Oh, wow. I'm a dog lover. We had two dogs, but I couldn't really uh, indicate them. I am Delsa. I'm a yoga teacher. So I want to say something. Last weekend, I did something which I haven't done lately. I sat in the corner of my house for two hours and stood there still two hours. Now, we'll ask you later, what did that reveal to you? (laughs) I'll tell you. And Jeannie? The hawk. Hi, Prabhula. Help. She's gonna she's gonna do oh it's a good one. I always think of myself as a crow. I collect things and I make a lot of noise. Okay, and Jeannie is also the editor of the um, the the old rag. <laughs> Say the name of the newsletter uh, for the four one one senior center. I'm forgetting. It's definitely a rag. Yeah, it's not funny. It is three letters, and it's so simple. I can picture it, but it's something about a rag. <laughs> old timers. I don't know why, because my brain doesn't want to say old timers. We're young timers. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, honey. <laughs> yes, I am the editor of uh, the old timers rag, which is the 411 newspaper. Okay. And I'm putting it together as of uh, today, actually. I started four of them a year. I mean, four of them a month. Oh, gosh. Four, one every four months. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll be encouraging people. Some of our podcasters belong to the 411 Senior Center. Um, everyone is welcome to join, whether you because none of us are physically in the building, uh, some not at all, and some only rarely. So you can go to the 411 Senior Center's website and go into membership, and you can join. Um, next Thursday, in this time spot, they're having an annual general meeting. I probably will take the laptop there so that people can, can attend who uh, virtually. But I encourage you to join because the 411 Center is among the sponsors for this podcast. Uh, Pafula, what we're doing is uh, the sound of an animal and then something interesting to share about yourself. Okay, uh, well... I have a hard time with all that, but I know a friend of mine who lives in the building. She has a lovely little dog, 
and he's always going whack, 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 whack. <laughs> it's the cutest sound that I've ever heard, you know. So <laughs> that's, that's all I can think of. Oh, thank you for sharing that sound. <laughs> and now that will take us to our facilitator, Robin Erickson. My sound is and it's a little made up because I'm not exactly sure that that's the sound that it is, but uh, for context, I've been feeling a little under the weather for the last little while, so I, I feel a little slothy. And uh, it just so happens that today is also the International Day of the Sloth. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> apparently. And so uh, when I quickly Googled what sound does a sloth make, um, sloths make a sound that, that is very much like a deflating balloon. So I tried to mimic the sound of a deflating balloon as best as I could. Oh, oh. Robin. One second. Right next to you in the Zoom squares is Peter. He was connecting to audio. Are you are you able to say something, see if we can hear you? I don't know. I'll try. Um. Peter, you... Yeah, he was there, and then he muted. Oh, there we go. Yes, I unmute. Uh, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Peter is a poet, a storyteller, and human rights activist who was our featured guest last week, but has decided he's going to continue on with us because he has lots of writing and thoughts he wants to share. <laughs> okay, back to Robin. Do you want to make an animal sound for us, Peter, that represents how you're, you're feeling an today? Song. Animal sound. Yahoo! <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what do you think that is? I don't know. It's a nasty. Yahoo! <clears throat> a wolf. That's right. A what? A wolf. Wolf. Howling wolf. Hmm. Um... And did we hear from you, Nancy? Yes. Okay. That's Tony the Tiger. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm just my... wondering, Robin, if it's the International Day of the Sloth, do we all have permission to be lazy today? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I, I thought it was too fast. I mean, if it's a sloth, it's barely moving. So yeah. you, you need to de deflate slowly. <laughs> Although, you know, the way that balloons deflate are, are always, you know, they kind of twirl around the room in a, in a frenetic state. So, yeah. Um, so thanks for having me. So nice to see uh, some familiar faces in the room and, uh, and also meet some, some new folks. I'm, I'm super excited that the podcast is still going, going strong. 
Um, that's that's really amazing. Um, and as Charlotte uh, mentioned, um, she had asked me to come and do uh, a, uh, a session on sort of landing in our, our voice. Um, the work that I do um, in radio and with uh, volunteer programmers is a lot about um, sort of finding your unique voice and being able to speak with confidence and, um, you know, enunciate well so that your listeners can, can hear what, what you're saying and find, you know, inflection and tone that might uh, provide a little bit more emphasis and meaning in terms of the things that we're, we're, we're wanting to, to get across. And so um, I thought that we would start um, today, and it's funny that we started with the animal sound, because when, when I was thinking about this session, I thought, oh, we should do a check-in with a sound that mimics something. And <laughs> Charlotte must have been on the other side of the city reading my mind, because that's wow. pretty much what we just did. <laughs> So that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, but I thought, you know, uh, what we'd start with um, today is just a short, um, not necessarily meditation, although it's a, a little meditative, but uh, an exercise that I'll, I'll lead you through to um, feel the bones in our bodies and the, 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 the physical structure that gives us um, weight and that ultimately, if, if we can sort of uh, get into what that real structural uh, foundation is that we have, um, we can speak with a lot more presence and really pull up from the, the depths of our, our, our bodies um, the, the voice that we have to, to be, as I said, speaking with a little bit more um, presence and confidence and authority and ownership, ultimately, of, of our words. So um, this can be done sitting or standing. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit um, in the, the chair where I, where I am. But it's really important that, you know, if you can have your... Um, your feet um, on the floor and your spine as straight as you can you can have it and sit up sit up straight and I invite you to close your eyes and just focus on my words and uh, and my voice and you might want to just put your hands on your on your thighs and take a couple of just Deep breaths before we before we start. And then I want you to feel your feet. And I want you to specifically feel the bones in your feet. And imagine in your mind's eye what your feet look like from a skeletal perspective, all of the bones and how those bones are, are connecting to the, the floor. 
and the bones in your feet. And then moving up, I want you to see your ankles and those, those bones that make up the ankle and connect to the foot. And then see your shin, the shin in the right leg, and the shin in the left leg. And imagine your shin. And then moving up your knees and really see your knees in your mind's eye. And then see your thighs and those, those big bones in your body that make up your, your legs and your thighs. And how they connect to your hips and that your hips are part of your pelvic girdle. And how in perfect alignment when you're standing, your hip girdle sits right on top of your knees, on top of your feet. and supports the upper part of your body. And out of your pelvic girdle, imagine your sacrum, which is where your pelvic girdle meets your vertebrae. And one by one, see those vertebrae in your spine moving up one by one, another one on top of another one, all the way up. And then at a certain point, you're going to feel that you've kind of come to the, the, the top of your spine where your shoulders are. But before that, feel how your ribs kind of reach out from the back of your, your spine and from the back of your vertebrae and reach around the front of you a little bit like tree branches, but also sort of like a hug. And feel how your ribs just sort of wrap themselves to the front and create a container for all those precious organs. And then see your shoulders and, and your shoulder girdle sitting on top of your vertebrae and on top of your ribs. And imagine your shoulder joints proper and how they're connected to your upper arms and your elbows and your lower arms and your wrists and your hands and all of the bones that make up your hands and give you that flexibility in your hands. 
mostly flexibility in your hands. And then breathe into your, your vertebrae again and take those last few steps following your vertebrae up to just behind where your ears would be. And then feel your skull and how your skull just sits and floats on top of that, that top vertebrae. And see the world out of those hollow eyes and see and smell through those bones in your head. And see your whole skeleton, kind of like Mr. Bones hanging in the doctor's office there. And feel yourself as that skeleton and breathe, breathe your bones. And allow yourself to yawn your bones. <clears throat> and just take a little body scan of your bones again and feel how connected to the ground you are and how stable you feel or not, where you might not feel so stable or connective. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes within that skeleton that you are. And just give a big sigh. Somebody came about 10 minutes ago and rang the bell too. And so that, that exercise actually comes from a, a book by Kristen Linkletter, who uh, taught with um, the Royal Academy of Acting in London uh, for very, very many years. And, uh, and um, sort of developed a practice of getting into your body to get at your authentic voice and um, how it really starts with um, that solidity of our skeleton um, to give us the, the sort of power and potency of this human form that we have that, that is able to speak and move and animate our, ourselves. Um, which is so much about expression, right? And uh, and so with that, um, you know, I, I, I encourage you to 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 do and practice that exercise um, at home when you're feeling like you know you need a little potency for your for your voice. 
it, it does magic. And then um, what you can add to it is, you know, bringing that sound up from the, the, the bottom of your feet um, all the way up. And um, it'll just sound like mud if we do it on the on the Zoom call here with everybody's microphones on. But, um, you know, you can bring that sound from a really low kind of growl um, up through your feet all the way up into a lighter expression through, um, you know, as your, as your voice rises um, up and into your, your, your upper extremities. Um, and so that can be kind of a powerful exercise to, to, to do um, either with sounds or, you know, to vowel things, to vowel things out. Um, so I just wanted to start with, uh, with that as sort of a landing uh, exercise. And then um, Charlotte had had mentioned that there's um, some some folks who are going to read, um, and so I, I thought what we would do is is have um, just some exercises within readings that that folks were were going to share. Um, and that we can do in, in real time, um, just as examples of, you know, how you can play with, um, how you can play with reading and how you can play with voice and different voices to find how emphasis can be determined and, and exaggerated or um, determined in some cases, um, give things a little bit more drama or theatrics or feeling. Has somebody got a, a, a paragraph or a poem or what, what, a, what, a, what have we got today? Okay, so how Another long of a piece are you looking for, Robin? It can be, it can be just, uh, just short, you know, um, even a few lines. Yeah, well, I've got, um, it's actually a thousand word piece, but I could just read a paragraph from it. Yeah, that would be great, Leslie. Yeah, okay. So this is about a public viewing of a soccer game, actually, in Japan. And uh, we're sitting there, it's like five minutes before the end of the game, and the home team scores a goal. Okay. The tension in the crowd did increase, however. The game progressed without Japan scoring any goals. Ten minutes before the end of the match, the score was a disappointing 1-0 for Iran. Then Japan scored just before the final whistle. The game ended in a 1-1 tie, guaranteeing a rematch. The crowd erupted into a giant roar. All discipline and polite self-control disappeared. A tide of pent-up energy was released. The entire crowd threw their hands in the air, and I heard them all burst into English as they chanted the team's slogan, We are Reds! We are Reds! 
as the cheering continued, fans threw their cups into the air. Stoic salarymen tried to avoid showers of beer as they pushed their way home through the solid wall of bodies. Remarkably, among all these hundreds of people jostled together, I did not see one miserable or angry drunk. <coughs> Everyone was friendly and polite. Cool. Um, be, because I'm going to give you two, uh, two activities to sort of uh, tackle that, that text with, um, maybe you want to just read half um, just as, a, a, as an example. So the first time I want you to, to read it again, I want you to read it as absolutely slow as a snail can go okay. and draw out every single word. <laughs> All right. Okay. I have the tension in the crowd did increase, however. The game progressed without Japan scoring any goals. Ten minutes before the end of the match, the score was a disappointing 1-0 for Iran. All right. And, and the second time, you're going to go as absolutely fast mm -hmm. as you can go. Same, 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 same piece. <laughs> yeah. okay. Same piece. The tension in the crowd did increase. However, the game progressed without Japan scoring any goals. Ten minutes before the end of the match, the score was a disappointing 1-0 for Iran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel... And maybe just with that sentence, it it it, it might not uh, completely illuminate the, the the places where the those tactics would would emphasize energy in the way that it might throughout the whole piece, but mm -hmm. um, but it changes the way that that comes across, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> like a commentator, right? Like a cricket commentator. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. how fast they go? <laughs> they go... <laughs> yeah, or an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah, an auctioneer, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard also um, in the second read was okay. it sounded very, very journalism, very sports journalism. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm unfamiliar with cricket, but... Uh, like, but, 
like in the olden days when you listen to commentary on the radio <laughs> and you were like glued to the radio because you can't see anything so the voice is all that matters right yeah keeps you glued to the radio is the voice right and the the tempo of the whole thing too yeah yeah exactly and so being able to play with those tensions Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we exaggerated those 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 tensions um, by by drawing it out way slower than mm-hmm. you would ever speak mm-hmm. and speeding it up way faster than you would ever um, speak in terms of delivery. Mm-hmm. But that it 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 changes the voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and can really add a lot of drama to something that is still written in one voice. Mm-hmm. You want to hear? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to 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 say. Um, do you want to do you want to read? Um, uh, a, a little bit more mm-hmm. and, and incorporate some of the slow and some of the fast in, in places where you feel like they, they might help the story along and we'll listen again. Yeah. Okay. This, um, this Pete, this part is, is, is a very tense part of the writing. So um, perhaps a lot of it needs to be fast. Okay. Let me try the next couple of sentences. Okay. Um, then Japan scored just before the final whistle. The game ended in a 1-1 tie, guaranteeing a rematch. The crowd erupted into a giant roar. All discipline and polite self-control disappeared. A tide of pent-up energy was released. The entire crowd threw their hands in the air, and I heard them all burst into English as they chanted the team slogan, We are Reds! We are Reds! And you can feel that, right? Yeah. Mm. You can feel the tension and the excitement. Yeah. 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 Way more than on the first, um, yes. the first go round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I yeah. thought I was car- you were carrying us along. <laughs> I felt like I was in the crowd. <laughs> okay. Neil brought Chris something. has turned into an alien now over there. <laughs> um, and a pirate in Janine. Um, great. Thank you for uh, for volunteering to, to go first. and uh, oh, No worries. And read. Uh, Neil, you're jumping and throwing your hat in the, the ring, so to speak. I have uh, three pieces that you can choose for. I got a two and a half minute happy poem, a three and a half minute not so happy poem, and a eight minute short story. Well, I think um, you know. Likewise, we'll just do a a, a little a little portion um, to illuminate how that same kind of principle works, um, even with poetry. And so, or, 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 or well, let's do, a, let's do a couple of stanzas of, of the, the poem, maybe not the whole thing, but you I, choose. I have a question about this. 
I find it very, it, um, to me, it's interesting that as we express ourselves differently, it gives a different impression. At the same time, I'm worried about the loss of the context of a poem or a writing by constantly picking it apart. I tell you what, uh, I've got a poem called The Yellow Umbrella, and it's two and a half minutes. So can we do that? Two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. The Yellow Umbrella. The gloom of the morning clouds set the mood of the day. I sat at the bus stop, huddled against the cold morning wind, bemoaning the fact the gray gloom permeated all. It had rained all night, settled into a grisly morning, drizzly morning mist, occasionally expanding into a miniature cloudburst that chilled the bones and mimicked the heaviness that gripped my heart. The useless effort with diet and exercise to regain my health, the frustrating and seemingly impossible task to achieve my financial goals, the gloom of the day, a perfect match of the resident misery in my mind. Down the street, a ray of yellow sunshine emerged from the swirling morning mist, a bright yellow umbrella carried by a child of indeterminate age, dressed in a bright yellow raincoat with matching cap and boots, a miniature version of a warm, loving son intent on stomping up the biggest puddle splash. I'm having a moment's difficulty with the computer. There we are. <clears throat> the, stomping up the biggest puddle splash. And she splashed, and as she splashed, she sang, Sing a song of sunshine, be happy every day. Sing a song of sunshine, you'll chase the clouds away. Be happy every moment, no matter what you do. Just sing a song of sunshine and let the sunshine through. Splash, 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 she splashed her way down the street. And as the yellow umbrella disappeared into the morning misty rain, I swear to you, I saw a beam of sunshine splash, splash, splashing down the street beside her. Lovely, thank you. <laughs> what I uh, I heard Jeannie's comment that half a poem is is not worth it. Thank you, Jeannie. Um, and yes, I, absolutely, half a poem doesn't give you the 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 whole the whole flavor. Um, what I want to, what I want to sort of, um, tackle in a way, I guess, is again, like how, how do you add certain emphasis 
to the the words to to give it more more drama and um and so like leslie although not like leslie um what i what i hear in in your poem neil is is more more dynamic range in terms of like really down in this deep voice from your gut right like bringing that that so deep voice in and reading a, a a little bit maybe not the whole poem with that super as deep as you can get and then to contrast that with uh, a more falsetto voice and where those aspects come in um So do you want to give us a, 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 a another another read of just you know maybe a, a, a stanza or two with each of those? Well, I tried to convey the idea of heaviness at the at the outset because I want to brighten the uh, I want to I want to go from heavy to to the and I. I sing the little girls' phrases, you know, it's like... Totally. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just wondering how we can even take that and exaggerate it and stretch it even into, into more, right? Like, let's, let's, let's see how, if we can maximize that, that feeling, how can we maximize that? Because I hear that in my voice with what you're already doing, which is amazing. I, I, I normally would read read that poem slower, but, but I feel like I'm under pressure because you only want a few seconds of uh, of it. Uh, but uh, but I do tend to slow my reading down when I'm in the environment, so. Just give me one second to load it up, and I would I would say, the gloom of the day was a perfect match for the resident misery in my in my mind. Down the street, a ray of yellow sunshine emerged from the swirling morning mist. A bright yellow umbrella carried a child carried by a child of indeterminate age dressed in a bright yellow raincoat with matching cap and boots, a miniature version of a warm, loving sun intent on stomping up the biggest puddle splash. And as she splashed, she sang, Sing a song of sunshine, be happy every day. Sing a song of sunshine, you'll chase the clouds away. Be happy every moment, no matter what you do. Just sing a song of sunshine and let the sunshine through. Wow, big difference. Mm -hmm. Neil. Yeah, did you hear that? Yes, yes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
And sometimes it's really subtle, right? Mm. Um, yes, yes. Is that like a, basically singing with emotion, basically, right? Yes, I think so. Singing yeah. with feelings, like the first part of the poem is like depressing and heavy rain and mist yeah. and fog and, mm-hmm. and the feeling and the person whoever is very down and depressed, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Things that part of it would come with a lot of emotion that and then yeah. the second part would be like light-hearted, right? You know? Prafula, I think it's not reading it, it's feeling it. Yes, feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the first reading, the first reading uh, sounded like like a monologue. The second one has layers into it. I I I I, I don't know much about this. This is something new to me again. And I think when you read something like that, especially Neil's uh, poem just, just now, th- there's a gloom side of it, and there's a, a yellow umbrella, and the, the, the there's a happy and sad. So I think you really have to tune into every word what you're saying and feel it. Feel it in the heart, as opposed to just reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what these exercises help us to to tap into, right? Because when we slow ourselves right down or we speed ourselves right up, it 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 connects us to different sort of modalities in our in our bodies. And, and we feel differently about the, the expression of those things, you know, um, if we speak more gruffly or we speak more shrill, um, all of a sudden it, it, it changes what that emotionality is and, and how those feelings are, are, are felt in our own bodies, but then also trans, transmitted or translated to our, our audience, who is ultimately um, the, the folks that we're trying to please right? It's, it's, it's not enough for us to um, just think of how we want to read it. We need to think about how it's being received by the people yeah. who are in our audience, um, which, is, which is ultimately the, the, the purpose of um, pre- presentation, you know? We can create all the art that we want, but, uh, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's lacking in the receiving, <laughs> then yeah. uh, how do we it's, fill that gap? It's the same as absolutely everything we do. It's the presentation that counts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just to connect to, I don't know whether you can see this sheet because I have a screensaver on, but it's a list. There's 12 shows um, that say your radio show could be here, unfilled spots on cjsf so in working to move beyond when we first like i'm a poet and writer we hear things with the writer's voice but then these exercises help you take it to another dimension so i think um chris was another person i think that brought something to um do the exercise with robin yeah chris yeah, my, mine is mine is different again. Let me just get it here. When will Dad be back? She asked as she sat waiting on the steps. I have no idea. You know your dad. Yes, she did. Every year it was the same thing. The family vacation was always delayed by about one day. 
This year, it was the same deal. He knew yesterday, why can't he be ready? He makes me so mad. I just have to go back to work to clear my desk, dear, Dad said at the end of breakfast. She knew that when he got back, he would have to go and get the car ready, check the oil, the tires, fill with gas. We were always left waiting for him. Why? We only had one week, for heaven's sake. Great. Thank you. There's there's more, obviously, but that's the first part. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I what I want to hear in the in the child's voice is I I don't know how to explain it exactly, um, but I almost I like I want you to try to read it almost like you're gonna have a temper tantrum. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I can do that. When will Dad be back? She asked as she sat waiting on the steps. I have no idea. You know your dad. Yes, she did. Every year it was the same bloody thing. The family vacation was always delayed by about one day. This year it was the same deal. He knew yesterday. Why can't he ever be ready? He makes me so mad. <laughs> right? That was 100% improvement. That was fabulous, Chris. Because <laughs> you, you, you kind of want to hear that little girl's feet stomping on the ground, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I can just do that, right? <laughs> Exasperation about and, her dad. Uh, yeah. Frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what what would partner with that and and to really exaggerate that exasperation is to to make the dad's voice slow. Right. right. And so that 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 tension of of the, the 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 daughter being all, you know, energetic. They can, you know, like, why can't we just go, go, go already, you know? And the dad just being pokey. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Always hokey. <laughs> yeah. And then you can feel how those characters um, in that story become more personified through not just the words because the words definitely give you that 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 level of personification but but also through um different ways of vocalizing um through through reading and you know a lot of it is just um just trying out these little tactics um because really they're they're just um, they're just ways of, of sort of playing with the, with the text or with the poetry to add um, different energy to it. You know, whether it's anger or happiness or, um, you know, a certain politeness maybe, or 
you know, you can play with um, even the opposites. You know, like what would happen in your poem, Neil, if if you read the girly part, the sunny part, with this real like gruff grr, ah, I'm I'm a miserable old guy, and you know I'm floating with the umbrella, and it doesn't make any sense at all. But you know, it 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 might give this sort of um, this mirror flavor to the characters that that you're you're creating by by playing within that that line and with that tension in kind yeah. of a strange way and likewise with with the 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 dad and the daughter there in your story too chris right like what if the dad all of a sudden was the one who was who was kind of temper tantrumy and the daughter was like oh but we just have all the time in the world and i'm just going <laughs> to check the oil and you know <laughs> What I learned from you with that exercise is that the drama in the words has got to be emphasized. And so is the the guy has got to, got to, you know, life is shit in a bucket. And the little girl is saying, hey, it's a joy to be alive. <laughs> And to, yeah. put, and to put those that drama into the poem mm -hmm. as I read it. Yeah. Yeah, and when you coach me on the speed, Robin, um, I'd always sort of learned that when you read something, you read it fairly slowly and make sure you enunciate and that you don't read quickly. And so that was something that I hadn't done before, was think about the speed to add energy, to add excitement. Yeah. Did yes. someone else bring something they wanted to test, play with? Yeah, I have one. Okay, Delsa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I'm... <laughs> Go for it, Delsa. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. This, <laughs> poem, this poem is inspired by this. Neil, do you recognize that? Oh, great. <laughs> Neil, From Neil, the other side. page 87 about the monk. Right? About the monk. I wrote a poetry about a Buddhist monk. It's not the same monk because the way Neil uh, wrote that story is in a different perspective. My poetry is based on one-on-one -on -one experience with a Buddhist monk friend. So this is actually a story that I have written two, three years ago that I changed to a poem. Here we go. A forest monk, oh God, this. He never wanted to be a Buddhist monk. It's an ancient tradition to spare a son out of nine is such a big honor in Buddha land. He renounces his family and friends, look for total strangers to replace them. Is it not weird and strange? I asked him one day. He wears a bright saffron robe, no buttons, no zipper, no, be no belt to hold it close. He walks barefoot, eat with his hands, Simplicity, his, his Siddhartha Gautama commands. The monk claims to be celibate, for a man is the ultimate sacrifice compared to none. He says, doesn't bother me, can't miss it if you never had it even once. My monk friends always says, we suffer because we're born. We die for the same reason. Don't dare say other reasons, but there's none. 
Life is full of sufferings, the monk declares. At birth, we came out suffering, crying, gasping for fresh breath of fresh air. All through life, we suffered more. We don't know, we don't know how, we do, we, we, for we don't know who we really are. Our family and friends suffer and cry when we die. They cling to us, that's why. The monk says, we cling to everything in sight called attachment, a big word in this land. When you cling to anything and everything, you gain nothing. So you let go. You let go. You let go. It's the only way to go. Nice. I don't know if whether I believe it. Thank you. 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 Thank what I what I want you to 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 write is to read as well as you can and shake your head like no. Oh okay. no. <laughs> no buttons. No <laughs> No. No bad. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> okay. And me- Exercise my neck. <laughs> you can do both at the same time. Okay. I know it, it, it might be okay. challenging, but try your okay, best. Let, let me try that part, Robin. He wears a bright saffron robe. No buttons, no zipper, no belt to hold it close. He walks barefoot, eat with his hands. Simplicity, his Sadata Gautame commands. Keep shaking your head. No, 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 no. That's good. <laughs> Neil, did you like this uh, this uh, interpretation of a Buddhist monk? How I read, how I related to him, like one and one. Like this, uh, this poem is like a, a personal experience with him. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and, yeah and that was interesting, about- Robin. I noticed Delsa's intonation really improved when she did that. Yeah. No, no, no. Right? Our physical body matters. And how we bring our physical body into the, the, the space of speaking. Um, it's interesting on the radio um, because we're, we're, you know, when we make radio, we're usually alone in a black box talking to nobody except for the microphone. And... And there is this tendency to all of a sudden lose animation. And yet when we animate ourselves, even when we're alone in the dark, <laughs> we have so much more breadth of expression um, than, than we do. And so to, you know, involve movement and to, to get our skeleton um, activated in in the the use of our voice can really be impactful and change how those 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 words and that intonation comes comes out right because when we're shaking our head and going no buttons no saffron robes no no belts no like there's none of this stuff right all of a sudden it becomes really palatable Mm -hmm. all right so I think it's yes, 
being alone in that black box. I've recorded poetry in the studio where there were people around, and so I was performing and looking to the people. But then since we've had to produce at home, it's just me and the microphone. <laughs> and playing with the words, the words become your company. So when you've given them these different uh, speeds, or as you said, different body motions, it does help you to be alive with the words. <clears throat> yeah, my uh, my station manager uh, at the station where I, I used to work in Winnipeg, um, he used to say to the, the folks who did the, the morning show at eight o'clock in the morning, um, run up and down the stairs a couple of times. And so when you get to the, 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 the radio show and it's time to turn the microphone on, it sounds like you've got energy, right? Like conjure it up. Um, if, if something requires energy, jog on the spot, do some jumping jacks. If something requires, you know, a real lack of energy, lay down and, you know, shut your eyes and take a couple of breaths and really just feel yourself slow down. Um, it, 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 it matters, you know, that, that impact um, comes across and the things that we do come across. I have a one that is like a playful one, a little one, it's playful, like a kitten kind of a thing. And I think that would be a real challenge to read, right? Because <laughs> you have to, like, how do you make it? Like a kitten, right? Trying to imagine a little kitten playing with a woolen ball or something like that. And how, right. yeah. How would so maybe, maybe you meow I after know. every sentence, you know? And not to say that that's how you present the, the, the material in the end, right? Yeah. But, but if you read it and then meow. Well, I just, I'm just you know? Yeah, wondering, you know, it's a very short one and I wrote it and I thought when you were talking about it and I read Neil's poem, which is also really great. And then I read all the others and I thought, this is so playful and it's like a little kitten. How am I going to read that one? You know, do you want to read it for us? for Philip? It's like a really short one, but uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. Let me try. Because... Um, I don't know how I, you can get the playfulness. Okay. All right, let me try. Okay. <laughs> My little ray of sunshine, there's a certain slant of light that split through my window into multicolored rays, which bounce and tumble to the floor. The bright lucid bits dance and tease my poor cat, hunched up in the corner, tense and vigilant, eyes gleaming with triumph. She bounces on the intruder and swallows it whole. <laughs> so that's the little poem that I'm trying. Thank you. But I'm trying to do it like in a kittenish, playful way, but I don't. What I want you to try is to make it completely monotonous. Oh, monotonous. Absolutely, just like droll, just just monotonous, and bring it all down to exactly the same the same level. Just like bore the heck out of all of us. Okay, my ray of sunshine, spirit, 
there is a certain slant of light that's split through my window into multicolored <laughs> rays which bounce and tumble to the floor. The bright, elusive beats dance and tease my poor cat hunched up in the corner, tense and vigilant, eyes gleaming with triumph. She bounces on the intruder and swallows it whole. <laughs> I don't know how that was, but that was a very weird feeling. <laughs> Tell me about what the, what was weird about it? It felt strange because I had to slow down and really go as slow and I couldn't slow down enough, you know, like I had a hard time trying to slow down then as I started slowing down, my voice get, got deeper and deeper, you know, and then the, because the words in the poem are like bounce and light and spring and all that. So trying to get those words to a monotonous level was a little harder, like, you know. So. Right. But what happened for you and what happened for me also is yes. that it emphasized the words that needed to have bounce. Okay, I'm, I'm quite confused because uh, was that right? not like boring to hear it though? Well, yes and no, right? And it, it, the, the exercises are not the, the way that, um, you know, the final presentation uh, happens or occurs, right? They're, 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 methods of, they're methods of exploring how to expand the text and how to expand the, the the words into having more drama and more emphasis, right? And finding where those bits of emphasis need to land. And so for me, right, when, when you first read your, your poem, there was no distinction between the, the, the words that needed to have brightness and, and bounce right? It was all bounce. And, right? And so what that exercise did for me is that it it allowed me to hear where I wanted the the monotony to to stay and live. But then when I wanted the the little bright points that that you could highlight with a a different tone or a different speed or you know, a a certain brightness of your voice. And that's what these exercises give us, right? It's not that we're going to, to, you know, do what we did in a slow as a snail voice or a, you know, as fast as we can read voice or as temper tantrum voice or whatever. Um, But they they give us a, a, a different way in to explore and experience the words so that we can expand the drama of those words and really get at the, the, the feeling that we can evoke, which is the power of the words, right? Is how they can evoke feeling. Yes. Right. Yes. So go slow on some words and then go a little bit uppy on other words, like something like that. 
<clears throat> slow a little bit and then uh, some words that are lighter go a little bit lighter on those words like is that how how it should be read yeah like in your poem for instance i i could hear words like bright and pounce and you know like those are the playful words right yes <clears throat> the other words don't need that same level of of sort of brightness and play okay okay i get it thank yeah. you thank you yeah yeah thank you that's very helpful Peter, Peter, Robin, do you ever want... do exercises like this as a storyteller? Oh, you have to unmute. Oh. <laughs> oh yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. It depends. You do it in drama, and drama and poetry are tied together very nicely. And um, <clears throat> if I can share uh, listening. To our guest Robin, I was very impressed with the body exercise, the making ourselves powerful and brave and courageous. I also I have a poem if I can share it, a short one, and it has to do with an unseen audience about these big leaders in the world like Putin and the Taliban and all these heavy men, mostly men that treat women very, very badly in children. So I wrote this poem using um, something from Christian kind of mission, but it's not to convert people only. So it means a change of heart, if these men can have a change of heart, because I become very frustrated with, with the, the, the international politics, with the Chinese and the Russians and the Americans, and, and I find myself helpless. So I put it down in a poem and I entitled it, You Must Be Born Again. Power on the airways, power on the waterways, power from the fighter plane, you must be born again. No more planets to find, you must be born again. No more oceans to cross, you must be born again. No more diamonds to dig, you must be born again. No more cotton to pick. You must be born again. No more whipping and pain. You must be born again. Power on the airwaves, children die. Power on the waterwaves, mothers die. Power from the fighter plane. You must be born again. And after writing that, I feel good. You know, I can't talk to them directly. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> I, uh, <clears throat> and again, playing with those opposites, Peter, I wonder what that voice would sound like if it was, if it was uh, a more feminine voice reading those words, mm -hmm. right? And, and how, how that, that might change the, the emphasis and the meaning in some, mm -hmm. in some ways, right? Um, and to give a, a different level of potency to, to some of those words. And so that's something that I would play with, um, you know, is, is, you know, speaking in, in, in falsetto or um, something that, you know, just brings it a little bit higher 
well, into a but, higher octave kind yeah, of. It also has to do with culture. I mean, I'm a Caribbean yeah, yeah. person. I'm a Caribbean person, a West Indian person. And we speak um, with a different kind of voice, even than in other cultures. And um, the feminine voice, I, if I put it on, it will be very hypocritical. I would like to hear it as though it was Martin Luther King who was reading it. Oh yes, because <laughs> that's what the, that's what the content felt like. Ah, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Let, let, let's try Martin Luther King, Peter. Uh -huh. no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll practice that. <laughs> it is it is masculine well, enough. You want yeah, to bring thank it down you, Neil. That's very very yeah, good point. <laughs> I'll try to Martin Luther on, the, on a bigger audience, a yeah. real audience. <laughs> we're well, a real as Robert audience. said, it's the idea of playing with these different things. Not that we're going to present them in these ways, but sometimes just doing it because it, it triggers different centers in your brain. It's mm -hmm. also, I found, a really good thing that helps me with memorizing sections of poems because as you played with it, it it, it, it encodes something in your brain. So it's just a way of having fun, not to say that you would present the poem in a different voice, but just anchoring the words and anchoring wow. different sentiments in your brain. Thank you, Peter, for that. It was wonderful. Everybody's presentations were wonderful. And I want to ask you, uh, what did you think of, what did you get out of this session today? Anyone? What, I'd like to answer that, and that is, is that, Robin, that's the second thing I've learned from you that's important. The other one was to read from the camera, read for the camera. And now I, I pulled it up in my Word program and I read it, but I know the camera is watching me read it. So that was the second thing. So I, I, I appreciate it and I applaud you. Thank you. I had a lot of fun today, Robin. Oh. Um, Nancy, Nancy went away from the, the camera a minute. So mm -hmm. we are continuing on about three or four weeks ago. We asked what things people would like to do as we're in our third season. Um, we had our second year birthday party, but people said learning more things and working toward an audio book. So an audio book is a big thing, but a little part of it is the pieces that go into it. So do you want to continue on with this um, ways of learning to put your best voice forward? Oh, yes. That's yes, the thing you can do. Yes. You can show your hands. You don't have to push that little thing down there that's just a yeah. reaction. You can raise your hand, wave it in the air like yeah, you just don't sure. care. <laughs> okay. So we will continue on with that, and then we will be working toward what we did when we recorded the spins that are on our website before. We scheduled some times on a Tuesday where people, when they were ready, they had a 15-minute time that they recorded it. Either Jesse or I recorded it, and then it was put onto our website as a spin. So next week, we'll continue on with another level of put your best voice forward and um, you can suggest other things. Someone at, after the end of the session last week, you can send me a, an email to p 
PBAAFC at Gmail for other things, other skills you'd like to know. I just have been for three days taking a course that starts at 8.30 in the morning and went right up to one o'clock on engaging your audience and transfer of technology things. So there are going to be some other things that you'll be learning. And um, Robin has got a whole, I won't say bag of tricks. She's got a whole box. (laughs) We moved offices. And so she's got boxes of ideas and techniques and things. We're going to work with working with the script because some of you, uh, Neil has registered a name for a radio station. We have this list of 12 shows that are open and available. I can't show it because I'm using this back screen. Anyhow, there are 12 shows on. If you go on the CJSF radio station website, you will see times a day in different days that are open for shows that are half an hour or an hour. So definitely working through the ideas, working through voice techniques, working through uh, ways that two or three people can work together to, to present a panel uh, program. We've had that done before. Now we have new groups, new groupings of people. So that like there are two of you that are interested in meditation and you want to do a program together. So we're working to build your capacity to be able to do a podcast show, but even beyond that, if you show desire to do a radio show. And Robin is there with her pen. <laughs> we are using this also as part of the volunteer training program. The radio station has had a volunteer training program. We moved from the top floor to the basement of the building. Not a whole class can't sit in together. So this virtual medium is a way for being trained as a volunteer. So a couple of people have already let Jesse or Robin know that you're interested in being involved in the volunteer training. So you can... Uh, Maybe, Robin, tell them the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah, the best way to get in touch with me uh, right now, because we're still working from home mostly, Um, although I do want to just say that our our brand new permanent uh, new station is almost wired up and ready for inviting live broadcasters back in after uh, 20 months? Has it been 20 months? Yes. Feels like <laughs> um, 21. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's really exciting and um, and opens up a lot of uh, possibilities for people to broadcast in person, which is a lot easier than producing um, virtually um, as as you have been on the on the podcast here. Um, but the best way to get a hold of me is by email. And uh, Charlotte can share my email with uh, with the the group. Um, I think I'm also um, CC'd a lot of the time on uh, the the PBA um, bulletins that that go out. Um, CJSFPROG at SFU.ca is where you can can find me in in my office life. And uh, yeah, happy to answer questions about what it is to be a volunteer at the station and um, and just you know to to help you with yeah could you put that email in the chat robin i sure can yeah yeah okay and is there any homework you want to give people to do uh i don't think so i mean i would just encourage you to um you know practice reading um, 
in different voices with different emphases. Um, you know, be playful, be ridiculous, be serious, um, hang upside down. <laughs> you know, put put yourselves in 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 you know positions or uh, sort of states where it it feels really comfortable and really awkward and you know just feel where feel where you can add those those levels of tension um when you're presenting in live time in real time because it's one thing to read right like when when we all read um I'm adding my own emphasis, right? I, I hear that that voice of that character in my head, and they have they have their own personality. And as a reader or as a presenter, you're you're doing that for me, right? But I still want all of the all of the the, the dramatic levels that my imagination conjures up. Um, It's, it's just that you get to do that for me uh, in real time. So most of us are from of the wonderful age where we heard radio, you might have sat with your grandparents listening to radio shows, radio movies, radio stories. So uh, today you have that opportunity through podcasting and radio, bringing it back. <laughs> So thank you so much today for taking time out of your very busy schedule, Robin. Uh, you've given inspiration and tips and things that can help us to build and grow and flow. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, it's been lovely to be here. Yeah, thank you. It was really good. We learned a lot. <laughs> thank you. So I'll see you again next week at one, and we will have more fun. <laughs> Hi everyone. Bye.